0: welcome to episode number 17 of the business plan podcast my name is brian colvin
1: and i'm renee taylor We are certified public accountants in Asheville, North Carolina.
0: We started this podcast to answer the tax and business questions we get asked all the time.
1: So whether you're listening to our podcast while working, riding your mountain bike, or just hanging in your hammock,
0: we're really glad you're here. Hi, Renee.
1: Hey, Brian. How's it going this week? Sure is cold out there.
0: It is cold. It's cold and gray.
1: Really cold and gray.
0: Been chilly. It's been kind of nice. I like the chilly weather. We, oh, we had a lot of warm weather there for a while.
1: You know me. I love the chilly weather. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, you do.
1: I do. I do. This is, even this is a little too cold for me. Yeah, this is the South, yo. It's not supposed to be this cold down here. Yeah,
0: I like it in little little pieces. You know, and if we can we can do it for a few days, then it needs to warm up a little bit. Exactly. Exactly. We're not. We don't want any like Minnesota weeks and weeks and weeks of below zero weather.
1: Definitely not. Definitely, no. This is the South. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's why we live here.
1: That's right. So what are we talking about today, Brian?
0: So today we're talking about um, just uh, auto expenses and taking um, mileage off uh, as an expense for your business. It could be a good tax saving tac- tactic for your small business owners. Mm-hmm. Um If you do do any traveling for business and own a vehicle that's part of your business, um, those deductions can be taken off on your tax return if certain things apply. And it's a good uh, deduction to take. But sometimes sometimes it's a little confusing to know the best way to take those expenses and how to capture them. So that's what we're going to talk about today.
1: That's a good one. It's a very good one.
0: Yeah. So with that, now that you know what we're going to talk about, let's talk about the question of the week.
1: Okay, I have it. Ready? Are you prepared you got it i'm ready i'm ready brian what's your favorite condiment
0: what's my favorite condiment um you know i'm just gonna go ketchup
1: oh man that's that's my favorite condiment too like it, really whose whose who's favorite condiment isn't ketchup that's that's a better question
0: well i think everyone would probably ketchup is probably the most used it might not be their favorite but probably the one that they they reach for a lot and the reason is is I think ketchup. Some people just kind of think it's ubiquitous and it's just there, but it can't be like your favorite. But it's like the most popular condiment out there. It's so and and I've gone to restaurants, kind of you know, you go to a highfalutin kind of restaurant and they'll they'll call it something different, like tomato marmalade. And I think that's just <laughs> right, wrong.
1: Right? Right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So wait, here's a here's a segue on that question and a slightly better one. Okay, Ma- <laughs> mustard or mayonnaise?
0: Oh mustard!
1: Yeah, me too. Me too.
0: I'm a mustard person. I think there's just because the the there's a lot of different types of mustards, and I like like the horseradish kind of mm-hmm. thing going on in mustard. So
1: me too. All right, so we're yeah, on the same I'm, page with condiments.
0: We, yeah, can, we can still is,
1: be friends. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> mayonnaise just doesn't have all the the fun kind of different choices as mustards. So
1: though it really goes on a turkey sandwich, let's just say.
0: The mayonnaise? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Okay. That's All very right. true. enough
1: about food today. Cool. On to the topic. Okay, automobile expenses. What does that mean? Well, it means that you have a car or a truck, if you're me, and you drive it um, around part of the time for work. And so there are two ways that... Automobile expenses can be deducted on your tax return. There are two allowable deductions, and they're either the standard mileage deduction or the actual expenses of the vehicle. Not both. That's double dipping. <laughs> <laughs> and your tax software will send out big red flags. <laughs> but so you pick one or the other. Right. And uh, so, so like, what are business miles? Right. You you can only deduct the miles that are attributable to business. So what does that even mean? (laughs) Well, (laughs) it, it means like you're going from, let's just say your post office box to office max, or you're going to visit a client at their place of business, or you're, um, driving to, um, you know, a conference or something. Those are business yeah. miles. Those are business miles. And it's you
0: know, a lot of those usually start at your office.
1: They start at your office. That's the key. I want to point this out really quick too, which is business miles are not the same as commuting miles. So like just because you have to drive to work from home, that's not a business mile. That's a commute. Like everybody has to do that. Now, if you're if your office is at home, as mine is, like it literally is, then you can drive to the post office or to Office Max or wherever, and it is a business mile. But but in general, for for a lot of people who have their place of work not in their home, driving from home to work is, is just commuting. And so right. it is different from business. All right. So in terms of this, I'm gonna talk a little bit about the standard mileage deduction. Basically, it's the business miles driven times whatever the rate is for that year this year it's 54 cents so that's a really easy thing to calculate okay
0: very easy
1: i've driven x miles (laughs) it takes it takes me let's just say 20 miles to drive to the post office or 10 or whatever and i do that twice a week and you multiply that times number of weeks you go there times 54 cents that's the standard mileage deduction
0: yeah Um, and on both of, actually, both of these methods, you have to keep up with mileage. So, even if you yes. have actual, taking actual expenses, the bare minimum is that you're going to have to keep up with your mileage and um, record that, which we'll get into, but so mm-hmm. that goes for both of them.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I just, I just want to also point out, too, that this may not be well-known, Um it wasn't well known to me until I had
0: to look it up a few years ago. <laughs> so, I hope I know it.
1: Oh, I don't know. I mean, the funny thing is is like just as a, as an aside, we CPAs don't know all the things. We often have to look the things up. <laughs> and this is one of them. So, you if you have a legitimate deductible, my uh, business expenses, uh, car expenses, and you want to take the mileage deduction versus the actual expenses which Brian is going to talk about. You have to choose to take that mileage deduction in the first year. You can switch to actual in a later year, but if you can't switch from actual to mileage, you can but you but you can switch from mileage to actual. In other words, if you ever think to yourself you might have more driving down the road and you want to take the mileage deduction in that year, you need to make sure that you've taken it in the first year of your business.
0: That's true, and that's one of the small kind of um, uh, technical pieces that we we do forget about because they're the. I think it's good to note that with what we're talking about today, there's lots of ins and outs, and because and exceptions and things. So as a you know, kinda, we're kind of talking about a general rule, but you you kind of need to figure out which one you're going to take, and then dive in into that more, and of course call your accountant and that kind of thing. Exactly, that's, call your that's accountant. A, <laughs> Yeah, no, you're, you're right. That's not one I do, I remember uh, all the time. I, that's another one you kind of got to look up and make sure that that's happening. But now so. we'll
1: never forget it, right, Brian? No, we won't, no, no. <laughs> so what about actual expenses?
0: <laughs> so actual expenses, as I, as I said, you would, actually, you would actually have to make sure that you record all the <laughs> mileage because you, you've got to um, differentiate between your business mileage and your personal mileage. So if you drove 10,000 miles in a year, uh, 2,000 miles of that was commuting, 2,000, 3,000 miles was personal, and then you had 5,000 in business, and you recorded all of your actual expenses, then you would, of course, have to take these actual expenses and multiply them by 50% in that scenario. Exactly, because right? not all of that's going to be deductible, and that's important to remember. So, and you do have to keep up with all of these—the you know your your gas expenses, uh, oil changes, any repairs, tires, insurance, uh, registration fees. Uh, licenses. And then there's depreciation, which is gets into another kind of topic altogether. But just know that um, there is a depreciation deduction for actual expenses. And the depreciation deduction, you, you get it with your your standard mileage that Renee was speaking of, but it's built into that 54 cents or what exactly. it is, whatever that piece is for the year. And you can look that up if, if uh, um, they have it kind of broken down what that 54 cents kind of constitutes. So it's already built in there. So as you can see with actual expenses, there's a lot of different things you got to keep up with. Um, Every time you go out and do, you know, every time you fill up with a a gas and you got to keep those receipts and you got to have those somewhere and then you got to tally them up knowing what your actual expenses are for the year. And then you got to do the math of what was business and what was uh, commuting and what was personal. So from a recording standpoint, uh, a lot of people just use a standard mileage rate because of ease of use. Um, And that's
1: the point of it. That's why we even have it. Is it sort of the IRS kind of knows that maybe people aren't going to keep up with all this stuff and... You know, so they provide for this easier, more simplified option. And for a lot of people, frankly, the mileage uh, deduction, is it works out better. And in fact, tax software, um, you know, can calculate these things for you.
0: Yeah. And you'd also want to think about, so if you're deciding between standard and actual, you want to think about how much... You, how much business mileage you have. Like for myself, I don't have a lot. So I just use a standard mileage rate because it's so much easier than trying to keep up with everything. So when I go on a trip, I just, you know, record the mileage. I actually kind of reimburse myself for those mileage pieces. Um, and that's how I put it into my accounting software. And, uh, it makes it kind of easy that way. Now, if you're there, like Renee said, there's certain times when if you have a lot of business, Mileage. If you're a real estate agent, then you'd want to keep up with. You're gonna have to keep up with your business mileage, and you'd want to keep up with your actual expenses because at the end of the year, you want to figure out which exactly. deductions are better exactly. for you. So, but and that, that depends a lot on your vehicle and exactly how much mileage you have, and that kind of thing.
1: But you're right. It's kind of like the line of work that you're in. So, a real right. a realtor, or maybe like a general contractor, or a carpenter, or somebody who kind of drives around from job to job. Yeah. Would be would be this is a bigger deduction for that person than maybe it is for you and I. Like you said, we, you know, I work from home. I believe you work from home. Um, I have very little in the way of of business miles. Yeah. So, so it's just a lot easier. However, I did just buy $1,200 worth of tires for my truck. So, you know, and say, let's just say somebody else did that. Somebody was like, ooh, I'm going to go to standard mileage this year or standard, I'm sorry, the actual the expenses actual. this year. And because last year I took the mileage because it was better for me. But this year I bought $1,200 worth of Michelin <laughs> all terrain tires. I'm going to take it. But remember what Brian said. Let's say if you're me, well, okay. Maybe 10% of that expense I can take. I can't take the whole thing because only 10% of my total usage of my vehicle is attributable to business. Right. So rats. Yeah. <laughs> so don't think to yourself just because you got, like, a bunch of tires or a major piece of repair done on your vehicle that you're like, sweet, this year I'm moving over to actual expenses. To, I mean – Like I say, it could make sense, but maybe it doesn't. It just depends. But, like in my case, it doesn't because it's only so little attributable to business.
0: All right. Yeah, and and uh, a lot of folks will charge those things on their business credit cards. And then it it just depends on what your mileage is at the end of the year, so. Exactly. If you, exactly. if you do drive a lot for business and 80 90% of that vehicle is for business, then it's probably it's a good idea to keep up with those things and, and then determine thing, at the end of the year.
1: Exactly. One thing that your accountant will should ask you uh, is when when they're preparing your tax return, so you've given me, you know, Miles here, client, or you've given me these actual expenses. Client, you know the 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 accountant needs to know what percentage of of your vehicle use is for business. So, um, you know, I oftentimes have people give me sort of both, (laughs) and I guess that's why this topic is pertinent. It's like here's my piece of paper with my miles written down and all of my expenses written down, and I think a lot of people might misunderstand that they can't take both, and They might not realize that not all of those actual expenses are attributed, you know, are deductible. So you you need to tell your accountant if your accountant doesn't ask, and if he or she doesn't, that's not a good sign. But (laughs) but
0: (laughs) or if they if they ask you, like which one would you like to take?
1: Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I don't know. That's what you're for. So, it's like, why am I paying you? You're supposed to tell me this. Yeah, but it, it's important to also include in that paperwork you're giving to your accountant, you know, that how much, like I drive my, my uh, vehicle 50% for business versus, you know, 100%.
0: Right. And, you know, after – if you do this, if you keep the records and do this for a few years, after a few years, you'll get a trend. And if the, everything stays the same, it might be the case that, you know, you just don't need to keep up with all your actual expenses, that your mileage was working out better. And then, you know, hopefully your accountant will tell you that. It's like, you don't really need to keep up with this stuff. We're just taking, a, you know, the, the standard rate. So
1: Don't you find that's what of, more often happens? Is that Yeah. For, I mean – unless like you said it's a realtor or like a general contractor most likely for most people most small business owners it's going to be the the mileage deduction is going to be better
0: it is and a lot of times it's because we get incomplete records exactly i think i don't think we get all the expenses that are there but even i think even if you did get those i think you're right but well, let me let me yeah.
1: ask you something say in terms of actual expenses let's say i went to go park in the parking garage downtown and it cost me $10 is that a deductible automobile expense?
0: That's a that's a great question because I get that all the time. That um, when people do their own books, they put in parking and like tolls. Those are two two exceptions um, to the rule that aren't those are travel expenses not auto expenses so when you have your account set up for all your auto expenses your oil your gas those kind of things you want to keep your parking and your tolls in a separate category and i usually put those in travel
1: i agree um, yeah me too uh,
0: because those are deductible on top of those other expenses
1: exactly so, and
0: they're and because those tolls should be business tolls and that parking should be business parking um, it's 100 percent deductible so you don't Very, very good point. Very good point. What
1: about, wait, I have another idea. I have another question. (laughs) Here's a scenario. Let's say I drive my truck, you know, and I add, I put a, like a, one of those magnet things, like on the side of the door that says, you know, Renee Taylor CPA. Right. Like, first of all, I probably wouldn't mar monster with that. (laughs) Type of a sign, but let's just say I did. Right. So sweet. Now that I, now I'm using, you know, and I just and I drive my truck everywhere, right? And I only drive right. it ten percent of the time for business. But I put that sign on there. Well, that makes my truck one hundred percent deductible, right?
0: <laughs> Unfortunately, no. Oh. And the, and we get that a lot. You know, a lot of people. Um, that's actually explicit in the IRIS, uh, tax. It's not in the code, but it's, it's probably is in the code, but it's, it's written down that if you have advertising on your card, that doesn't necessarily mean it's 100% deductible. All your travels deductible because you're advertising everywhere. So I, I get that. And I think a lot of, uh, folks also, you know, if they're thinking about work when they're in their car, that's kind of their time. They, they figure things out. <laughs> exactly. and, um, yeah. They keep some, some materials in their car. It's kind of part of their office and those kind of things. Those aren't deductible. There's some very, um, strict kind of uh, rules that you've got to follow of what's deductible. you got to be going to that, you know, it's got to be an office or a business trip and it's got to be to that store to pick up office equipment or it's got to be to a client's office or something of that nature. So um, advertising your car, you can deduct the amount that it costs for that, um, whatever painting or whatever it costs to put that on there. That's absolutely deductible, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be 100% deductible everything you drive around. So basically st-
1: I can deduct the little ugly placard that I put on the side of my truck, but,
0: <laughs> <That's> <laughs> but it. I
1: can't, but I can't yeah. d- say that 100% yeah. of the time, because I'm advertising on my truck, I can't say that 100% of the time I'm using it for business.
0: No, no.
1: Man, another one of my ideas thrown out the window.
0: I know, but you know, questions like that are good. Brian those is are, the quasher of dreams. No, no. You wouldn't. Actually, with Monster, you wouldn't want that on the side of your car because sometimes they won't let you into national parks if you're a commercial vehicle and that could make you a commercial vehicle just to get off the topic completely. Ooh, no, very
1: good. No, that's these are vitally important tips. I'm <laughs> if serious. If nothing else,
0: make sure it's one of those magnet types that you could take off and throw in the back of the truck. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, for before sure. Before you're thinking about it, think about the big picture, you know? Yeah, yeah. Always,
1: yeah. always the big picture. Always I big always,
0: big- I also say it's important to know what the IRS rules are so you can take advantage of them. But, you know, don't go out of your way to, you know, if the advertising is important to you, you know, help your business, then by all means do it. And then kind of figure out what the tax deductions are later.
1: I agree. So. <laughs> I want to I want to close out before we do our takeaways. I do want sure. well unless you want to talk a little about depreciation, which you can.
0: But you I, know, I the just one the one piece I do get about depreciation, and I don't want to get into depreciation a whole lot because there's a lot of ins and outs and limits, and the type of vehicle you have kind of it'll determine how much depreciation you take. Um, but a lot of times, people kind of uh, you, you see a lot of real estate agents and things get SUVs because there's a, a larger deduction you can take in the first year um with a certain vehicle so that's something to be aware of and if you are driving your car a lot and an suv is something that you would buy anyway um uh, that's something you could look into mm-hmm. but most vehicles you're not able to depreciate as much as like a larger vehicle or right you know, some trucks if you've got a truck that's weighted so much if you're a construction worker or a contractor general contractor you'll be able to deduct a little bit more of that in your first year
1: is that that bonus depreciation, or is that something else? I don't honestly know.
0: So um, you do get bonus depreciation in the first year, but you also get Section one seventy nine mm. depreciation, and the one seventy nine is limited, and then the bonus is determinative of what kind of vehicle it is.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, and it
0: all it all moves around and changes. So, mm-hmm. and that's what um, software is for, as I yeah. always say. But those are, those are great questions. If there is a vehicle you're thinking about purchasing for your business and you're going to be using it quite a bit in your business, 80, 90% somewhere. Um, that's a great question to ask your accountant. If, if you're thinking, of, if that's going to be determinative of what kind of vehicle you can, you're going to get if, you know, a small truck will work, but you could also do a big truck. Is it, you know, is it worth me getting a big truck while I have some tax savings that I can take advantage of that maybe make up for that?
1: Make up for the cost, the fact that Make it's going to cost a lot more. Because you're going right. to
0: get some tax savings, mm-hmm. correct? All right, but but that all depends on your 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 annual income and a lot of other things. So,
1: again, the magic of software. Yes, <laughs> and you could even ask your accountant. Oh, am I going to get this and this? And he or she's yeah. probably going to be like, I don't know. We got to. We got to plug it into the software yeah. to I figure think out. One other,
0: one other piece with depreciation in section 179 is I have folks come to me and say they want to take 179 and get a big deduction in the first year. And then they're, they're talking about turning around and selling the car in a couple of years. And if you do that, just be mindful that you actually have to take back that depreciation as ordinary income if you sell your vehicle in certain circumstances. So if you have that $25,000 deduction all in the first year and you sell it the next year, that you you've got to probably take back almost all of that.
1: You have to add all that back. I mean that's what's called right. de- depreciation recapture. Right. The the ways that they describe these things.
0: Right. De- Which is a, all our listeners like, "What?"
1: Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Try not to worry about that. But but the bottom line, the takeaway but- from that is like, don't buy a vehicle in one year to take a big ex- tax deduction and then turn around and sell it the next year. Right. Because the IRS <laughs> is on to that tactic and they They're are going to disallow it. That's right.
0: <laughs> that's it. That's, <laughs> that's right. That's the thing.
1: So what else have we got for takeaways for this?
0: Yeah, I just think, you know, for takeaway, I think mileage and actual, uh, most of the time your, your um, standard deduction is the easiest way to go because you've got to keep up with your your mileage and where you're going and why you're going there, um, which goes into some other aspects of record keeping and such. But then you've also got your actual expenses, which can become beneficial. It's according to what kind of vehicle you are you have and, you know, how much you're spending on that. So,
1: But it's either or. It's either you, know, you can either take the mileage deduction or the actual expenses deduction. And right. I, just, I want to close out with something that Brian said, which is it is so incredibly important to keep good records with automobile expenses. It's, yeah. You really need to keep a log document or something, use an app, you know, Mile IQ. Brian mentioned last season as a, a mileage tracking app. You really need to... uh I'm not big on shoulds and needs, but this is a definite. (laughs) You really have to keep a a log of um, of, and documenting like this was me driving to um, this place and it was for business purposes because if, well, and actually I'm going to talk about this next week, Brian. I'm going to talk a little bit about some taxpayers who got their automobile expenses kicked to the curb because they didn't have good documents.
0: Are you saying like, you could get your, like, you could take off $15,000 in automobile expenses. And if you didn't have records, they're going to take that and make you pay taxes on it.
1: I'm going to make you wait until next week <laughs> to find out. But in a word, yes.
0: Yes. <laughs> Good segue. Exactly.
1: Exactly. All right. Anything All right. else?
0: That's it. I think we covered it. I hope that helps everyone kind of shed a little bit of light on how you can save a little money um, and take expenses. Don't be scared to to take automobile expenses, but make sure you do it the right way.
1: And this episode is going to be aired in mid-January, so people are probably already starting to think a little bit about taxes yeah. So um, hopefully this can help you out some.
0: Hey, and and as another takeaway, since it is the first of the year, um, if you didn't record your odometer reading on January Mm. 1st, you should do that now.
1: Mm, That's really good. That's (laughs) another really good tip. I need to put this in the show notes too. At a a minimum, record your odometer on day one and day end of the
0: year. That's right. At least start with that. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Awesome. Thanks so much for listening.
1: Thanks, everybody. want to give a shout out to our sponsors, which for now are our firms, ReneeTaylorCPA.com and ColvinCPA.com.
0: Please visit our website at thebusinessplan.co and sign up for our mailing list. If you find the show helpful, we'd appreciate it if you'd leave a review on iTunes. Everyone's business and tax situation is unique, so please don't act on the advice given in the podcast without consulting a professional. See you next week on the Business Plan Podcast.